Hello and welcome to the Gambler Sheltenham Preview Podcast, Part 2. I'm Paul Gallagher, the self-proclaimed voice of value, and I'm joined to preview the novice races and some of the handicaps by Chris Dixon and John Egan. Welcome, gentlemen. Evening, Paul. Hi, how you doing, Paul? Good to be back. Yeah, good. Thanks for uh, thanks both of you for agreeing to to uh, put your reputations on the line again. Um, what we're going to do, we've already uh, for any anyone who's listening, we've already previewed uh, what we sort of call the championship races. So that podcast is out in podcast land if anyone wants to go and look for it. And this is sort of part two where we're going to look, or we're going to attempt to look at the, the novice races across the week and then anything that we fancy in any of the handicaps. Um, so I'll try and do it in chronological order, keep it easy enough to follow, hopefully. Um, so first race up on Tuesday, Supreme Novice Sardo, uh, run over two miles, 1.30 Tuesday afternoon. Um, first race of the festival, Chris Dixon, who's going to win? Um, I, I, I think, just before we begin, I think in general the, the novice races this year look um, quite strong in, in, in terms of depth. Um, certainly compared to last year, there's, there's an awful lot of good horses, and probably particularly in the in the Supreme and in the, the Ballymore, um, that, that really look like quite exciting prospects for the future. And, and I, I, I guess in general terms, for some of the races, it's, it's quite difficult to separate where a lot of them are, are going to go. Um, but this race, um, at the moment, I think you've still got Envoy Allen that's shown his, his favourite, at least the way that where I'm looking at at the moment. But I think he's going to be end up going to the the Ballymore, which which really leaves it between Shisk and, and the Styrian for Lunge. I, th- I think so. You how you pronounce his name? Um, they are both kind of sort of between sort of five to two and seven to two at the at the top of the market. I think. Um, of of the two, and the, the one I fancy most is, is a steering for lunge. Um, he was very impressive at the the, the Dublin Racing Festival. Um, being easy work, I think it was sort of nine, nine or ten lengths um, in total. And um, I, I, I think if you kind of go back through the through the form lines, that all seems to to stack up um, fairly positively. I, I don't think Shishkin's really done um, done much wrong, um, but it, it, probably just on the on the back of um, that the horses he's been up against in the, in the collateral form. Um, a stadium for Lunge is, is probably the, the one that I think has got the, the best chance of winning. Um, in terms of a bet, though, um, where I'm probably going to go, that, that uh, once you probably get down past the, the first maybe two to three horses, the, a, a lot of them I think are maybe of quite similar form lines and, and tie in um, quite closely together. And, and the two from a British perspective, um, that I think are probably definite runners are Fiddler on the Roof in, in Edwardston. Um, but if, if you look at the, the, the prices at the moment, you've got Edwardston, um, who's practically double the price of Fiddler on the Roof, and really, you know, scrolling through the through the form, um, there doesn't really look to be to be that much between it. In fact, Edwardston, um, I think, beaten um, Wayne Canton, um, just when it back when they were both kind of starting um, hurdling. So I, I think Edwardston certainly would, would be where I'd be looking at, at, at an each way bet. Um, probably the only the only downside there would be well, I, I guess he's run up against quite good horses um, on on all these starts really 
Um, the ones that he raced against at Haydock, um, which, forgive me, a silver, I can't, it was a... Stolen silver, it was, it's it. stolen silver, yeah. Uh, stolen stole silver and the Banner King Rebel, both of them ran in that um, handicap <coughs> at Newbury, and neither of them really um, covered themselves in glory, so uh, that, that might be... Uh, you know, an indicator that perhaps you know maybe the, the UK form's not as strong as it um, it, it, it might look in paper, but um, Haydock can be a, be a funny track, and I, I think they're certainly kind of worse than twenty to one shots than um, than Edwardston over the course of the week. Yeah, not a bad shout. Um, they were both they were both ones that were on my radar. Um, what do you think, John? Do you, do you fancy either of them, or have you got? Um, it's not it's not a bad bad take. It's not something I'd looked at personally. Um, but the first thing I'd point out, if you look at the statistics in this race, um, ten of the last eleven winners have all had four hurdles runs before the Supreme. So if you're using kind of that stat as having a bit of cadence, um, that would make a stay in for Lange and Shiskin, um, they would fall out of that. So mm. I'm I'm prepared at the the odds to overlook them. Um but there's two or three um that I would be keen on. First one Chris has mentioned, fiddle on the roof. Um yeah, I can completely see where he's coming from in terms of the fact that Edwardston did beat him earlier on in the season, but I think it's fair to say Fiddle on the Roof has improved a lot since then. Mm-hmm, Won mm-hmm. the Grade 1 Tollworth Huddle um, at Sandown, which is a race um, which is normally viewed as being quite quite good in terms of preparation for a good run in the Supreme. So Fiddle on the Roof would be one I would have on my radar. Um, the other one, which is quite short, would be Abra Cadabras. Um, mm. Gordon Elliott's runner um, I think he's actually been a bit overlooked from a lot of the kind of previews and stuff like that I've, I've listened to over the last couple of weeks like I think it's very solid um, form wise ran well behind in Royal Anne and actually ahead of Darva Star who finished uh, second in the Irish Champion Hurdle at the Dublin Racing Festival I've actually seen Darva Star being put up this week as a possible each way angle for the champion huddle. So if you if you think Darvel Star's got a chance in that, then I think Abracadabras has got to be a good shout for the Supreme. Don't think any of the ground conditions that could come up would be of any concern. Um, the other one I would have a little each way shout on would be another Colin Tizard horse, Master Debonair. Um, finished um, pretty poorly behind Sporting John few weeks back at Ascot, just didn't stay the trip, looks like an out-and-out two-miler, only concern would be whether this horse goes to Cheltenham or whether um, he's saved for entry but I'd be keeping an eye on that the last I checked it was 20-1 to if the field cuts up a bit, I don't think that's a bad shout but if I were to pick one or two at the moment would be between Abracadabras and Fiddler on the Roof You don't Going for a bit of value there. Um, I I think it's quite a tricky one this year. I think um, what Dicko said about strength and depth is, is a fair point. It's a pretty competitive race. Um, the start that, uh, that jumped out at me was not one that I now can't remember off the top of my head, but it was basically that the winner of um, the winner of the Supreme 
um, for the last, I think it's five or six years, has come from one of the two main Irish trials. Um, and that's, I suppose, it, it's all tied in with the fact that William Mullins has been so dominant in this race. Um, but that leads me towards a Stephen Fallonge because he won that race at the Dublin Mason Festival, didn't he? Um, last time out. So, you know, that that sort of was, was one of the guiding factors um, that made me think that he was... I mean, I, I think clearly, given the betting that day, I don't think um, they knew which was the best Mullins horse, or they thought it was the other one, but um, Stephen Thorne's impressed. Um, he's won it very nicely, um, which I was quite impressed by. Um, so he'd probably be the one I would pick, certainly ahead of Shiskin. Um, and other than that, in terms of value, there's not there's nothing further down that I'm particularly keen on, so I think I'll probably just stick my neck on the line and go with a steering for, for launch um, for the Supreme. Um, right, we'll rattle on to the next one. Um, so we're switching across to Chasing now. It's the article, um, and it's the very next race, um, the, way they come up, the way they come along. The first day, so it's the 2.10 on the Tuesday, the article. John, what do you think? Have you got any strong pick for this one? Um, the sort of five to, two, five to two favourite. Yeah, well, on what he's done over fences, can't really fault him at all. Um, if you look at Hurdles kind of form, um, the mark uh, that he had over Hurdles, I think it's a lot lower on what you'd be kind of expecting for an Arco winner. So yeah. that might put you off a little bit. Um, Brewing Up the Storm has looked good for me. Um, so I, I think that's enough for shout. Um, the one that I'm kind of looking at is one that's been a bit overlooked, the Spirit de Large. Um, also won the two mile novice chase at Sandown. I think you're getting 14 to 1. I think that's a cracking bet. And another one that I would be interested on at an each way price is a horse of Henry de Bromhead's, another one of Henry's. Um, put the kettle on who won the novice race at the opening meeting. Um, mm-hmm. There's a bit of kind of confusion over whether he'll actually go for this or go for one of the handicaps. Um, when I was on Twitter last week, I asked someone the question, and the owner came on and said it's the plan is to go to the Arkle. So um, if he rocks up here, um, I reckon, given that handles Cheltenham, which is a big factor, especially for a novice, um, I, I wouldn't be put off putting a, a couple of quid on that as well. But I think it, it, the main one's uh, brewing up a storm. But it's a cracking each way bet at the moment. I think you can get seven, eight to one uh, for that horse. Yeah. Okay. S- sounds fair enough. Um, Chris, what are you thinking? Um, yeah, it's no strong um, yeah, fancy in this one. I, I, I think it, there's a few up there, obviously, um, you know, quite quite solid at the, the top of the market. I mean, notebook, Fakir Dudery, Cashback. I, I don't really think there's much to, to, to separate them all. Um, and, and I'd probably expect um, Fakir Dudery to at, at least get closer to Notebook this time round than, um, than he did at 
to at Christmas time. Um, I, I think, um, yeah, put, put the kettle on's a, an interesting one, and she'll be receiving a, a mayor's allowance as well. Um, I, I think I was reading the interesting what you're saying there, John, about her um, sort of going for the looks like she's she's going for the article. I I'd agree with you. I, I think certainly if the if that is the way she she's going, then um, definitely uh, worth a worth an each way bet. Um, SB Delarge, yeah, I, it's certainly an each way price. I, I, I just wonder how strong that that Sandown race was. Um, the the one kind of um, back in December. Um, the the only other one, maybe, and again, it's a, a mare. Um, finding another one that's difficult to pronounce. Now. It's, it's Mayor Banrig. Um, yeah, for, um, Marie Banrig. Yeah, it's an Irish name. Yeah, yeah. yeah for, for, for Dan Skelton. Um, not really you know, kind of um, beat much on, on the face of it, um, but um, it certainly has been been, been winning, winning races very comfortably. Sorry, I, I, I say that. Um, she did beat um, Thomas Darby, who I obviously talked about on our previous um, contest, although given how Thomas Darby's sort of subsequent chase starts went, um, that's, that's maybe not saying um, all that much. So I, I, I think, again, um, she would be of interest, but um, it might, might be one that's that's worth you know that, that there are a lot, a lot of um, good horses in there, and, and I wouldn't be surprised to see some of the um, prices kind of drift out a wee bit, which might make you know some of the top ones at the top of the market just now a bit more backable um, close at the time. But um, yeah, I think at, at the moment, um, if she was definitely going there, then uh, put the put the kettle on. Um, looks a looks a decent shoot. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so two votes for Put the Kettle on at uh, a good price um, from you two. Um, I don't have a strong view on this. Um, the one that I fancy for one of the, the um, novice chases is Mr Fisher. I think the form's pretty strong, um, certainly from the British perspective. Um, but do either of you know, is he going to go for this or is he more likely to go for the Marsh? Um, I've got him as my pick for the Marsh. Um yeah. That seems to be where I think he's going, but look, I'm not. That's what I thought as well. The betting suggests that yeah. he's, he's shorter for that as well. But I think yeah. it's the same story again. I think they'll keep him in for both and then see how, how it shakes up. But he's probably more likely to go. Probably more likely to go there. Um, so I think Notebook's form is, is pretty rock solid. I always think we've got to <laughs> respect that the sort of the, the best Irish ones come over. But as uh, I think you said, Chris. Um, his hurdle form is pretty poor, so there's no standout um, selection for me. So I quite like what you're both saying about putting the kettle on, the speed of large horses like that. Um, maybe look for a, a bit of each way value, but at the moment, it's no bet for me. Um, and I think that's, that'll wrap us up for the article, and we can move on to the last race on the Tuesday, 5.30, at the National Hunt Chase, formerly known as the Four Miler, but it's now been cut to three miles six, so we'll need to find a better name for it. Um, there's a couple that I fancy here, but I'll let you guys go first. Um, John, what do you think? Anything particularly? Yeah, I was quite sweet on Champagne Classic, um, but he's obviously out injured now, so mm. um, back to the drawing board. Like I really don't like the favourite here. Um, I think that could be one of the lays of the week. Um, mm. I like it strongly fancied by a lot of people who know more than me, but I'd be quite happy to say lay that horse. I just don't think the horse jumps well enough for me. 
Um, so it's a pretty one... short price for a race like this. And I thought, you know, um, well, last year was a total disaster, but even in previous years, there's a lot that can go wrong over that yeah. sort of distance. And when, when the stamina is an unknown, you know, I think that's a pretty short price to be taken. Yeah, well, you need to see see how the ground's going to um, be as well. But the horse that I will pick out, again, I don't know for sure that this horse is going to run here, but it's a Colin Tizard horse, a horse called Christmas in April. Mm-hmm. And my rationale for that is, look, it stays. That's, that's pretty much it. It's won the Sussex National, won the Devon National a couple of weeks back. Um, goes on soft ground if it comes up soft. Um, I'm pretty confident this horse will handle the conditions. So, look, if you're getting non-runner no bet, I will be happy. I think around 33 to 1 to put a few quid each way on that horse. But other than that, it's not particularly strong fancy at the moment. I think I actually saw today, John. I think I think Tessard was out saying um, he's going to go for the Midland National. Right, um, OK. Um, well, that's that or um or, or, or something else anyway, but um, yeah. yeah, certainly if you're um um back that one, then you're definitely looking for the the non runner no bet. Well, that's my tip for the Midlands National on Saturday. <laughs> so that's uh, <laughs> fine. We'll choose that. Copy yeah. and paste that. That's fine. Yeah, ideal. Yeah. <laughs> Aye, there's plenty of there's plenty of non runner no bet available now with quite a few bookies. So. I mean, with all of these races, I think we would probably be advising people to tread carefully unless you're absolutely, you know, certain and the prices are much bigger. Sorry to interrupt, um, mate. Okay. Um, the, only, the only thing I'd, I'd add to this is it might be just worth seeing who's jocked up on which horses because the difference between one of the top uh, amateur riders like Jamie Cord or, or Derek O'Connor, mm-hmm. um, they're the kind of guys that can make the difference in this. So, um, but kind of from what I read today, that um, Jamie Cord was desperate to get on Copperhead, um, but he's looking like going to the RSA. So, just keep an eye out on that. I think that could be quite crucial in a race like this. Yeah, to- totally agree. I would, I would see that. Um, is almost the, the most important factor, um, aside from the fact that you need a horse that's going to stay the, the trip. Um, yeah, the, when it comes to amateur jockeys, the difference between Cod and um, Derek O'Connor, um, Barry O'Neill, probably Lisa O'Neill's good as well. There's a few of them, but um, the difference between them and the, the proper amateurs is pretty significant. So, yeah, that would definitely be a a point on that direction. Um, there's two that I quite fancy here, and, and as we've, we've sort of touched on it, I don't know who the jockeys are going to be yet, so I think it is uh, a case of trading carefully. But um, the first is Lord Dumezno, Lord Dumezno, who I've tipped a couple of times um, recently in, on for big Saturday races. Um, so this guy stays an absolute dream. Um, he should really have won last time out at Haydock. Um, and that was over, um, what were we talking about? It was like just over three and a half miles um, on really heavy ground um, at Haydock. Um, time, and he's won twice before that over the same trip and, and slightly short trip, just over three miles. But for me, um, probably something similar to the, the, um, the way that you were thinking, John, with uh, Christmas in April, where it's a proven stare. And perhaps not got the class 
um, of a sort of um, a better quality chaser, but it might well just be that the horses that can stay are the horses that are there at the finish rather than the classier ones. Um, so that's uh, Fancy Lord and Aisnell, um, the second one is four of them are Milan. Um, so obviously with being a Milan horse bred to stay sort of marathon trips um, and ran reasonably well last time um, against carefully selected. She's obviously the favourite here. Beaten four lengths. Um, but it was staying on a bit and I think the extra distance might just make, um, make a little bit of a difference. And might, reckon it might get a bit closer. Um, and it, I think I'm just getting sort of 10, 12 to 1 just now. So he's a decent country shout as well. So those would be my two against the, against the field in this one. If we move on to the Wednesday, unless you guys have got anything else to say on any of the, the, the novice races on the Tuesday that we've not covered there. No, no, no. We'll crack on to the Wednesday and, we'll, and what we'll do is we'll double back at the end and pick up any handicap um, thoughts. So, the first race of the Wednesday, 1.30, is at the Ballymore and obviously Saddle. Um, Hot favourite in this one, Envoy Alan. Chris, what do you think? Envoy Alan going to win? Uh, every chance. Uh, I, I don't think the, the, the form's pretty solid. You, you, you can't really um, knock him. I, I think the, the issue for me is whether you can be, um, you know, sort of backing a um, horse that's, that's certainly odds on in, in, in places. Although just looking at the, the market now, it does seem to have drifted slightly. Um, but um, yeah, it's still very, very, very short. Uh, Sixty-four is yeah. the, the, the the best. Biggest base sixty-four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's not not running either. I think that one. But um, no, look, every chance. Just that, I think for me, um, not at those prices. The the, the one I liked, um, and John mentioned them. Um, earlier on was, was Sporting John um, I think particularly impressed by him last time out um, beat a couple of uh, good horses um, now uh, starting to kind of uh, come in a bit in, in, in price so down to as low as 41 in, in places but um, I, I, I thought he really looked quite quite promising and um, yeah I'd, I'd like to fancy or like to think at least that he could um, certainly um, give Envoy Allen a, a, a good contest Yeah fair enough um, I, I would agree with you in terms of taking a short price about him um, probably just wait until the week of or, or the day of even and see if um, there's any enhanced prices I think Envoy Allen is the, is the sort of clear and obvious favourite but yeah I don't think we'll make much uh, a reputation for ourselves in about tipping even money shots at this stage. Um, what do you think, John? Yeah, Ben Voyan, Alan, I think, absolutely solid, not a negative at all on the horse other than the price. Sport John, good, good horse, wouldn't put you off backing, but if you're asking me who I think will win the race, it would be Envoy Alan. One thing I would say with your discussion of price, um, it's always worth kind of keeping an eye on how the trainers are progressing after day one. Um, I think last year, Gordon Elliott drew a blank. He ended up Tiger Tiger Roll went off, I think, 6-4. to four. So if he doesn't fire in any winners on day one, you might find that Envoy Alain might drift a little bit. Or if he does get a good day on day one, might shorten up. But it's worth keeping an eye on, an eye on anyway. Thanks. Yeah, so, oh, 
probably potential there as well, but the, the, the bookies will be doing the offers on and maybe have enhanced prices about them. And the other thing as well, I can't see any um, market at the moment, but you might get a, a without um, favourite market um, on the day of the race. So that, that, that might be worth actually um, you know, considering getting maybe get a, um, some, a, a bigger price um, as well there for... Um, if, if, you know, I think on, on the face written Boy Allen is a pretty strong favourite. So um, yeah, maybe need to, if you're wanting a bet in the race, maybe need to kind of think round that a bit. Yeah, yeah, look for a bit of value in another way. Okay, fair enough. Um, we'll not spend much longer on that one then. The the next novice contest on Wednesday is the next race again. It's the two ten p.m. and it's the RSA novices chase. Um, run over three miles. Um, favourite is Champ, who's got a pretty strong following, um, and it looks like Champ's going to go for this race. Um, I, I would have reservations about that. Um, I think he should probably go for the Marsh. I think just to make sure he stays the trip. I think the RSA can be a real test, particularly if the ground ends up being soft on the Wednesday. Um, what do you think, Chris? Do you fancy Champ to win it, or do you think there's anything at a bigger price? Yeah, I mean, I've kind of hummed and hawed with this over the past few days, and I just wonder if it's going to be a bit like um, the year when Mike Bate um, won it um, after um, he, had, he had that for Kempton. I mean, I, I think on the face of it, um, he's, he's probably the classiest horse in the in the race. Um, I wouldn't say he's been overly impressive um, over fences at the moment, and you know, particularly when um, when falling on, on New Year's Day there. But uh, you know, Henderson's been there before. Um, I think he was trying to get a run into him, albeit that's not happened. Um, however, uh, yeah, it's, it's just at the back of my mind. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, well, uh, might bite had a kind of similar um, preparation, and you, you know, just just ended up um, going and going and getting it done. So I, I, I don't know. It's probably still a, a wee bit short for me. Um, I, I think particularly if the if the ground is is on the soft. Side. The, the the one that would look out to me would be um, Copperhead um, at, at the moment, and he certainly um, appears to have been found in the market. But um, yeah, been been very impressed with what he's done um, recently. Um, couple of good handicap wins, then um, winning at Ascot a couple of weeks ago. Um, it keeps improving, it's like an incredible rise up in the ratings from yeah. Uh, absolutely, and um, you know, just just looks like a, a real battler as well. So really, kind of, I, I think pretty pretty solid and, and just like a, a, a tough horse. Um, but it, so it's it's kind of I guess between that and um, you've got you've got that kind of toughness of the one hand, and, and maybe just the kind of class edge um, and um, uh, champ, champ, at the yeah, yeah, at, at the other yeah. side of things, but um, I, I I thought it, 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 the bigger prices as well. Maybe if the grounds on the better side, I, I know he was um, very disappointing on his on his last run, but um, if, if you strike a uh, I can kind of line through that. Then Pim might also be um, kind of, of of interest for this. I think he is an intended runner, and I, I think there was sort of forty to one um, sort of floating about um, on Pim. Uh, so might might be worth a wee 
a wee shout um, each week. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, don't actually think they'll be loads of runners um, in this one. Yeah, just in case that last run was a, a bit of a blip, and uh, yeah, you can. I think it's forty to one with Hills, um, and then thirty-three with a couple of firms that are non no bet. So that's uh, no, no harm in that one at all, is there? Um, John, what do you think? Have you got anything at a bigger price, or do you think champ's a good thing? I don't think champ's a good thing. Um, I take I take what what you said there, Chris. Um, kind of drawn parallels to to Mightbite and like I was at a preview last week with uh, Ruby Walsh, and he said pretty much that champ's fall could be the making of him. So um, that he kind of needed that to to kind of man up, so to speak. So. Look, I, I, I can't believe that's the first name that's been dropped in this podcast. That's shocking. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, shocking. You and your, your pal Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's, it's a not shop on selector bit anyway. No, no yeah. offense. <laughs> <laughs> He's bombed uh, out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So champ wouldn't be for me. Um, Copperhead. Yeah. It's looking so progressive at the moment. The only thing that would put me off would be just whether. Um, that run at Ascot would have left its mark because the ground was pretty testing that day. Um, so that would be a little negative there. Um, Manila Ando wouldn't put you off back in that horse. Um, again, going back to like horses that have been there, um, got around the course and done the business before, that's got to be a, a positive. Um, the other one I would pick out, and I, again, I'm not entirely sure this horse is going here, but would be Slate House, um, I think 16 to 1. Um, again, has won at Cheltenham. I think that's a decent each way bet, um, provided it can just stick in there. It sometimes takes a while to get going, but um, if the horse starts well, that could be a decent each way shout. Yeah, pretty, a pretty stout steer, I think. Um, Slate House, and that might be the that might be the sort of horse that you need for this. Mm. For this the, again, the concern would be the jumping, but if uh, if that goes well, then could be a good shout. Yeah, I, I, it's funny the comparison you you made there, Chris, with, between um, Champ and Mike Bite, because there are a lot of similarities there. I remember watching Mike Bite. Winning his RSA when he's, when he's bolted or sort of jolted at the side just before the line, and um, the way that Champ won was it two starts ago? Um, would it, I mean, Barry oh, Garrett is yeah, partly, yeah. partly to fault, partly fault for it, but um, you know, the similarities with just sort of hear him, scare him, bit of a character, um, but loads and loads of class, and the class sometimes just gets through. Um, I, I'm torn because I, I, I I do really like the horse just because of that sort of a bit of character and, and a bit of class. But falling last time out is just not ideal. Um, they, they haven't got another run into him since then. You're just thinking, is that going to end up being you know something to regret? I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I'm still torn. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be kind of bet. One I thought a huge price. I don't know what you two think. Um, who dares wins a horse? I absolutely love. And um, who popped up on Saturday? Um, and beat one of my in one of my tips, which was disappointing. I just hadn't expected him to be that good um, chasing. Um, so there's a question whether he'll stay three miles. That's obviously he's not. You know, he's he's a solid steer on the flat. Um, but whether he gets three miles over jumps is a totally different discipline. But he's got that class. Um, and 
I just wonder whether he might be an interesting thirty-three to one. Um, yeah, that's I think uh, Pete, Pete's surprised to see him entered in here, but I think he's also uh, it was having a look earlier on entered in the Ultima um, on on day one, and there seems to have been a bit of money um, floating around from. So I, I I think for me probably pr- probably not. Um, uh, you know, uh, Certainly, running quite close to to Saturday, and um, um, also, um, I, I, I guess we'd, we'd have concerns whether he'd be able to see the trip. But yeah, I, I think he has certainly a, a, a likable horse. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe worth a shoot. Any other thoughts on that one, John? Um, not that, that pretty much me for that. So I would probably go for Slate House at the moment, just a wee each way bet on that. Okay, sounds sensible. Um, moving on to Thursday then. Uh, first novice race is the one thirty at the Marsh. Novices hurdle. Uh, sorry, novice chase rather. So this is the one that used to be um, known as the GLT in recent years. Um, sort of two and a half mile chase. Um, and it's interesting mainly because, uh, from my point of view, um, Faheen is in this one, and this looks likely to be the race that Faheen goes for. Um, reverting to chasing as a, an old age pensioner effectively um, John what do you think could Fahim do the business we'd all, we'd all love to see it um, I just think that race looks an absolute um, tough tough kind of battle didn't, didn't it so whether um, he recovers from that is another question so I wouldn't be putting money on Fahim now but I'd be interested to see how it goes on the day. You don't want to be one of those folk that um, misses out if it does um, does bolt up. Um, yeah, yeah to... a sort of uh, an insurance bet, just to, um, an emotional insurance bet, just in case he does exactly, do it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It'd be similar to like, um, Sprinter Sakura winning the champion chase a few years back. So yeah. I think every, every racing fan would, would, would be quite happy if he does go on and win it. But... Um, yeah, look, the Irish seem quite keen on Alaho. Again, there's a question mark over whether he goes here or goes to the RSA. Um, I think there's a feeling that if he does go here, he's going to go off quite a short favourite. Um, so if you're getting no runner or bet, might be worth taking a chance on him at the moment. Um, but in terms of an each-way bet, it's a horseshoe missed, uh, and so I mentioned earlier, Mr Fisher. Yeah. Um, Obviously, wants a bit better ground, so it's worth monitoring if the rain uh, keeps up. If it's if it's really really uh, testing ground, might be a bit off putting. But close and distance winner, um, I think it's just a solid each way bet, seven eight to one. I'd be quite confident you're getting your money back on that. So, Mister um, Fisher, uh, the other one is worth mentioning is that. Um, Paul Nichols' horse that ran last week. Um, I managed to go one hundred to one. Um, it's been cut down to twenty. Saint Sony. Um, whether that's good enough, the win's another matter. But um, look, I'll be be rooting for it. Given I've got a few quid on at hundred to one. So, um, but yeah, Mister Fisher for me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice one to have got, got on at hundred to one. Um, just shows you if you're sort of floating about Twitter and. Uh, 
listening in on the news as it breaks and things like that? Or did he mention that one at a preview night or something? Yeah, he pretty much. It's a horse that's came from France. I think it's got decent chase form in France. And he said after it wins at Catterick, um, the one's not going to be available by the next day. That 100 to 1 had been cut and then it's been cut again. But looks worth mentioning. The horse didn't look like a, a grade one Cheltenham winner last week. Um, so unless there's a massive improvement, um, I wouldn't be too optimistic on that front. Yeah, fair enough. But I suppose if even if it get, if it gets in a place for you, you're laughing a hundred to one. So complaints. Um, Chris, what do you think? Have you got anything you fancy? Is, is it Fahim or is it as well? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see um, if Fahim does actually turn up here. I'm not, not sure in the latest on, on that. I, I, from Just going back to what John was talking about, Alaho, I think the latest is he's going to go to the um, RSA, but I think that was very much ground dependent. So if particularly soft, then um, yeah, we, we wouldn't be surprised to see him um, ending up here. Um, probably at the moment nothing's leaping out at a bet just in terms of prices the, the one who I, I liked was um, Itchy Feet um, ran very well last year finished third in the Supreme and I thought his, um, his win at Sandown um, a few weeks ago was, was really impressive did that um, did that very well, um, and that's always a you know I, th- I think if you can you can jump well around Sandown, um, you, you know you, you should all, all right you're going the, the the wrong way as opposed to Cheltenham, but um, yeah, certainly you, you know your, your jumping should be fairly sound and it can be a can be a bit of a test kind of getting around Sandown on on soft ground. So um, yeah, the think... fences they say the fences are pretty uh, pretty stuff, and then the ones that, the railway fences that come up pretty fast. That's yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, there's like four or five in really quick kind of succession. So if you don't jump them, you're pretty much screwed. Yeah, so he's he's got good Cheltenham form. Um, one one a grade one um, over over fences. Um, I think at the moment the best price on him um, looks to be around five to one. It might not actually be too bad, especially if Alaho's going to going to drop out. Um, so he's probably the the most likely winner um, for me. Um, the one I thought was maybe interesting at a, at a bigger price um, was the Venetia Williams um, runner, um, Espoir de Guy. Um, yeah. I think it was in the last scene. Is it Ascot? Um, yeah, Ascot. So very impressive, um, albeit in a in a handicap. Um, was beaten earlier on, um, just back at the start of the season by a horse called Simply the Bets, um, who has I think um, subsequently ran out um, quite an impressive one. I think was that Cheltenham last time round, Simply the Bets. Um, I think he he's also entered in here. Um, but I think maybe more likely to go for one of the um, yes, that's right. Simply about he beat beat Imperial Laura um, last time at, at, at Cheltenham. So um, yeah, it's it's where the game might might be slightly um, kind of unexposed um, and uh, particularly you know always if the if the ground's going to come up soft and it's always good to be on the on the side of a Venetia horse. So thirty three to one um, just now. Some of the top of the market. 
um, they, they take up other engagements. So that 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 might be worth a, uh, a quid each way. Yeah, pretty solid price. Um, you know, for a, a niche way interesting, and you'll get non runner no bet on that as well. So I uh, wouldn't put you off that. Venetia's got a terrible record at the festival, which is perhaps built into that price. Um, in terms of getting 33 to 1 because the format horse is pretty decent um, right will we move on then oh well I, I should say I'm, I'm a Mr Fisher man as well um, if he does go here it's, his price is coming a bit now I'm kicking myself I should probably look back to a week or two ago um, but again you're sitting there thinking um, you don't know which race he's going to go for is he going to go for this is he going to go for the Arco it's hard to decide so it's probably just a case of waiting um, until Closer to the time, but uh, it'll be Mr. Fisher, and I will admit right now that I'll definitely be having a wee bet on Fahim. Um, I think that's eight to one about um, by Oscheka just now, which I think is pretty fair actually. Um, each way, despite his age um, and despite having a tough race last time, he has looked pretty good, and he's he's got that back class. You know, I think he might get him through if he makes the odd mistake. So um, I'll definitely be having a each way on him as well for. The emotional hedge that we talked about earlier. Um, moving on, um, the next one is the the mayor's novice, um, the Dalesford mayor's novice hurdle, and I'll be absolutely honest and say I haven't got a clue here. Uh, there's nothing that I that, that jumps out of me that I was particularly keen on. Um, any of you guys, Chris, have you got anything in this that you fancy? No, no, I have to say I've, I've not really given this much, much of a look at the moment. I think the the one at the top of the market um, for Henry de Bromhead, Manella Melody, mm-hmm. um, she's looked quite impressive in, in what she's done to date um, so far. Um, but um, yeah, no, no, no strong opinion um, on this I think at all. There's, there's tons of them that have got entries in other in other places. Um, some are in uh, other novice races, some are in handicaps, etc. So uh, yeah, I'm just I'm steering clear of it. And, and when it when it comes to sort of Wednesday night, I'll, I'll have another look at it and, and may come up with something. But in the moment, I'm, I'm struggling. Jordan, do you get anything that you fancy? Um, yeah, nothing really. Like the only thing I can point out um, last week, because I was at that preview. Um, Ruby Walsh was quite keen on Cole Reavy, um, given his kind of prominence in the Willie Mullins camp and given how good a record he's got in this race it might be something um, to go on but that's not my shout so if if, if she, she locks up and wins um, I won't be taking any credit for that one but it's worth perhaps sharing with the listeners so Cole Reavy I think you're getting 8-9 to 1 on that yeah, there's still uh, there's ten to on the hills, but I think that's um, that's anti post. So if if she doesn't turn up, you lose your bet. But there's there's eight to one widely available, and then another bet. Um, so you basically, um, if she wins, you take a better credit. If she loses, it's all to be Walsh's fault. Yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your power <laughs> Ruby. Even even when he's not riding, he's still getting stuck, isn't he? Those guys. Right, okay, we'll march on to Friday then, the last day. Um, first race up on the Friday is. Have I missed one? No, I've not. Right, so it's the Triumph Ardell first race on the Friday. Um, Chris, anything you fancy in this? Yeah, strong feeling. 
Um, yeah, quite an interesting one. I actually, we've got four at the top of the market who are all kind of fairly close together in, in price. Um, Solo was obviously very impressive last time out. Um, however, I, I think I'd probably be more reading towards either All Mankind um, or um, Goshen, um, or Goshen, however it is you, you pronounce it. Um, I, I think um, Goshen is maybe um, on balance probably get the uh, been more visually impressive and, and last time out I think beating um, Nordano um, who won uh, quite a valuable handicap recently um, by 11 length and that, 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 that's solid form I think the, the kind of biggest negative um, with Goshen is um, kind of his, his starts have been um, over right-handed um, tracks and, and did seem to have a bit of a tendency to jump uh, jump out right but he can you know jump out right all, all, all he likes and you know if he's still uh, beating good horses by uh, 11 lengths then you know that, that that's quite impressive um, yeah. so Nordano's come out since then and won as well um, hasn't he I think it's Nordano yeah so um, yeah, be- between him and uh, yeah, I, th- I think all mankind um, look- looks pretty solid um, as well, and-, and probably a bit more um, experienced and in uh, battle hardened for this than um, than than solo maybe. One that kind of grade one at Chepstow um, just after Christmas, um, fairly comfortably, um, and-, and then um, one at Cheltenham um, back in November um, as well. So. Um, yeah, but between the, the, I'd probably have the, the, the two of them as um, the most likely winners. Um, and if you're looking at something on a an each way basis, um, I think um, you'd probably be looking at Sir Psycho, um for for Paul Nichols. But I'd, I'd probably be surprised if that um, if the kind of um, the, the winner is, is anywhere um, other than the, the top four in the market at the moment. Yeah, they're all they all look pretty strong, don't they? Um, I actually think this could be a cracking race. Um, sometimes mm, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Think, uh, what are you thinking, John? Yeah, I think just to reiterate that, I think that's looks like one of the races of the week. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Solo looked really, really good. Um, and if you look at what the official handicapper um, gave him, it should potentially be going for the champion huddle. Um, it's on a par with horses like Pentland Hills. Um, Aspire Tower, All Mankind, again, look very good. Um, Aspire Tower obviously fell um, last time out, but if you look at his run at Boxing Day, um, that was very good. Caution, I just would question jumping. Um, go back and watch uh, his first race over hurdles at Fontwell, which is a left-handed track, and you're not talking slightly jumping out to the right, you're talking actually running them down. If he mm. if he hasn't sorted that out, um there's not a chance that horse is going to be winning. But if Gary Moore has sorted the jumping out, the engine this horse has on it, it's 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 an absolute machine. Um and it was really, really good on the flat as well. So the question mark is the jumping, if that can be sorted, I don't see any reason why Goshen can't win. Um the between those four horses, I really couldn't pick between them. There's just it's just watch and enjoy at the moment. If I were to pick one, 
a, a longer price. Um, it's one of Nicky Henderson's horses, a horse called Fraser Island. And my rationale here is the horse ran at Plumpton, which was the horse, the same course which Pentland Hills ran at prior to, to winning this race last year. If you look back at the race, um, the ground was pretty heavy and it honestly looked as if the horse wasn't given a, a tough race at all and it was told just to get round. It should have won that race, in my opinion. Um, so I just wonder if that's a horse that could be coming into this with lots of improvement on the day. So I don't have the prices up in front of me. Have any of you got them? Fraser Island. What's that? What's that called? Fraser Island, did you say? Yeah. I'm just trying to find it. I can't find it, I don't think. No. I wonder if it's been taken out. Um, yeah, well, that, that might, might, be, might ruin that then. But, um, yeah, if it rocks up, maybe just keep an eye on it. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, uh, I would agree with you. I think it's going to be a good race. Um, I'll admit, I got a bet on Sir Psycho. I was just listening to... Uh, um, to Paul Nichols' interview a preview night, and um, he mentioned that he thought that the price was far too big on the horse, so I had a bit of that. I think it was like 25 to 1, it's a bit shorter now. Um, so, against the top four in the market, it's probably not as good value now as it was then, so that's just a bit of timing um, to get it right up as one who didn't go on at 25 to 1. Um, of those top four, we, we all seem to agree that one of them's likely to win it. Um, I'm, I'm torn. I'd probably just side with all mankind, but yeah, I think it, it, may, it may actually be a race for watching rather than having um, any significant punt in it, just because um, they are, they are all, they all look like pretty good quality and there's not much between them, really, I think. Um, right, moving on from the Triumph then, um, the next novice race on the Friday, in fact. The Sorry, I've just managed to have a look, so um, Fraser Island is in the Boodles Juvenile Handicap. Right. You can get right. uh, 18 okay. to 1. So maybe, maybe keep an eye on that that horse for that race. I do. Okay. Cheers. Um, the, yeah, so the next one is the Albert Bartlett. Um, novice hurdle over three miles. Um, a fairly grueling test for the novices usually. Um, is there any strong fancy in this, Chris? You, I'll come, I've, I've got a strong fancy, but I'll wait and see if either of you two um, fancy it as well. Um, but uh, anything you fancy, Chris? Yeah, um, I, I think, again, this is actually get potential to be quite a good race. I, I think you, you tend to find with, with this one, um, it can often just come down to, maybe a bit like what we were saying earlier on listening to the RSA, you kind of, either go for the ones that have got the, the kind of class edge or you go for the, you know, the, the, the real grafters um, at the at the bigger prices. But it, you know, certainly if you look back over the, the past few years, the, the ones at bigger prices tend to do um, quite well in this. Um, I, I think the ground is going to be um, quite a big factor and, and certainly the, the softer it gets, then the more I'd be... Um, um, thinking that Ramsey's the tea, the tea you can really um, 
you know, do something, and, and, and this is certainly, uh, you know, on the balance of the the UK form this year has been very impressive, and we, we know he um, acts in um, kind of soft and uh, I dare say bottomless ground. So, yeah, um, actually, like, ground actually, Ramsey, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think you can you can really knock him too much on um, on, on what he's done this year. Albeit he probably doesn't fit um, the, the, the typical profile. Um, but certainly, um, yeah, I, I, kind of interested to see what the, um, the ground's like for him. There are probably two um, that um, have caught my eye. The one, and probably the one I would think um, has got the best chance of winning it, is the latest exhibition for Paul Nolan. Um, thought had a very impressive uh, win over two mile six at the, the Dublin Racing Festival. Um, rest of the, the kind of Irish form um, ties in um, pretty well um, and, and whipped there when he was winning at the, the, the um, Dublin Racing Festival that um, he'd certainly stay kind of um, you know, a, a, a slightly a slightly longer trip than, than the two mile six. So, um, you know, I, I, I think he should be should be fairly solid. And actually, um, of the wins at the, the the top of the market, I certainly fancy him a bit more than um, than Time Hill and, and, and Monkfish, who to, to some extent neither of them have done done that much wrong. But I think the next exhibitions maybe maybe proved a, a, a wee bit more. The the one I would maybe give a shout to a, a longer price um, would be. Um, the Nigel Twiston Davis horse Mossy Fen, um, who was um, quite quite impressive um, back um, winning a, a a novice hurdle. I think it was over over two and mile five back in Warwick. Um, m- m- maybe a bit a bit young and, and a bit kind of um, I suppose green for for this type of um, sort of battling contest, but um, yeah, m- m- maybe worth seeing what prices are available in the day, and, and he's one that a bigger price that I, I think could have a sneak in this. Yeah, uh, an interesting one. Um, you've you've touched on uh, you've touched on Ramses today. That's your that's your last strong fancy as for the race. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> that's good. That's good to hear. Um, yeah. I just think uh, slightly different preparation. Obviously, um, sort of better known as a chaser last season. Anyway, um, ran in the Grand National. Did pretty well in the Grand National actually. Um, before being pulled up before the last, he wasn't going to win it, but um, he had a pretty good spin. Um, so would have would have stayed more than the distance of this race um, at that in that race if that makes sense and and they do go a fair a fair tilt so I have no concerns with them sort of getting this trip at the sort the pace that they're likely to go at um, jumps pretty well um, and just I think might have that sort of battle hardened yeah um, yeah sort of profile that you need for this um, so that, that's what I'm thinking there it sounds like you agree John. Yeah, look, this is the kind of horse that would take a bullet for you. Um, <laughs> it's like two of its runs this season, it's looked beat. Um, I think the last Doncaster uh, looked as if it was it was beat a um, couple of furlongs out. And it, it's just stays and stays and stays. So it's a race, as you say, it's looking for someone with a bit of experience. And you can't say this horse doesn't have that, given some of the... Uh, the races it's been in over the last couple of years, so yeah, twelve to one, cracking each way bet for me. Yeah, I would totally agree. All right, good. We're all agreed on that then. We're locked in. Ramsey's the day bet of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely good each way shout. Uh, okay, 
that's all the novice races um, murdered by us. And do you guys have any fancies in any of the handicaps across the course of the week that you want to highlight? I'll, we'll start with you, Chris, if you've got anything that, that sort of jumps out at you as good value or anything you fancy. Um, I think that, to, to, to be honest, I've not had not a kind of good scroll through all the handicaps at, at, at this stage, and it's kind of still at that point where there's, where there's a ton of entries um, for each of them. But um, the one that I, that I did notice, and I was, I was telling both of you this um, last night, so I'm, 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 I'm happy to be laughed at when this goes disastrously wrong. But um, in the per temps, um, I, obviously, it's a very competitive race, and, and you're always trying to kind of see where the, the the plots lie. But I thought, um, you know, what I mean, Harry still available at um, thirty three to one, um, five places looked um, looked quite interesting. He's he's obviously kind of come down a few pounds, but um, you know, actually, if you if you scroll back through his through his form, he was he was still winning winning Grade One races, um, you know, less than a year ago. So. Um, he's definitely got um, the kind of class angle um, there that maybe some of the others don't don't quite have. Um, he's not entered up in the, the stairs or dogs, so if, if he's going anywhere at Cheltenham, um, it's going to be here. And um, yeah, I, 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 I just wonder if this has maybe been a kind of a bit of a change in tact for him. Um, and uh, he might actually have, have something to offer here. Obviously, as I said, it's a um, extremely competitive race and could be a could be a whole number of um, handicap plots. But it, it, you know, he does still have a bit of bit of class about him. So uh, yeah, I think that's that's actually quite a quite a good price on him. Yeah, that's I, I did um, I did quite like that when you brought it up yesterday. Um, he, it's, it's quite high up in the handicap, but it's a fairly compressed handicap in this, so mm-hmm. you know, it's not something to worry about. It's going to be carried huge weight compared to the rest of them. And although he, he sort of let people down, was it in the stairs where he was, was he sent off favourite for the stairs a couple of years yeah. ago? Yeah, yeah, I think it was on, wasn't it? it was yeah, like I think it was. Yeah. Um, and it, it, didn't, it didn't work out, but he's not lost um, that all of that quality, you know, he was he was a quality handicapper at staying um, staying trips that year. I think, yeah, I think you're quite right. Thirty three to one, I think, well worth a go. He's definitely not over the hill. He's still a, a decent age, and um, yeah, he's good, as good a chance as anything in that one. Um, I actually have got one I fancy in that as well. Um, in the pretense, though, there's two that, that I've got my eye on. Um, both of the Henry Daly runners, which are a rapper, um, who's thirty three to one. And my old friend Stony Mountain, who's a shorter price, about twenty than about there. Um, there, there. So I've got my own. I would probably recommend that small each one. I'd put it this day, so I think it's a pretty, pretty good price. Um, horse looks likely to go to the race. Um, and I think just looks a really solid profile. So that would be one I would pick out in that race. John, anything that you fancy handicapping? Yeah, um, but I'll just tell you that. The horses that I've had a bet on, um, the kind of prices went on a couple of them, but I still think they're a good shout to win. So, um, for the Martin Pipe, I've got two front view, Joseph O'Brien, and the Bosses Oscar, which is Gordon, one of Gordon Elliott's runners. It's worth keeping an eye on anything Elliott runs. Um, this is a race that he seems to target, given his uh, history with Martin Pipe. Um, yeah. yeah, for the Boodles, um, obviously I've got uh, Fraser Island to be added. Yep. 
after getting that wrong there. Um, the other horse is another, a Nicky Henderson's horse called Palladium. Um, I think I got on that about 20s. I think you can still get around 10, which I think is not a bad each way price for that horse. Um, for the Northern Trust uh, chase on day one, what's mm-hmm. called Galvin, um, another one of Gordon Elliott's oh, horses. Yeah. 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 Um, I think this horse has been specifically targeted for this race, um, so keep an eye on that one. And for the Grand Annual, um, I think it's a horse that's now favourite, um, Paul Nichols' Grenatine. Um, I think this is a horse that could have been competitive in the Arkle, so um, it's a novice, which novices do have a decent record in this race, so it's worth keeping an eye on that. And not specifically a handicap, but um, I think Manila Rocco's, if it's got any kind of degree of the class that this horse once had, it's got to be winning this race. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it's a horse, I'm sure, but someone described it as an arsehole. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah look, a second in a Gold Cup, was it? Second or third? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yes. yeah. Yeah, look, I think this horse is, is if it's well-tuned up, uh, Fox Hunters, it should win it. Yeah, so that's the Fox Hunters on the Friday. And I, I was a, a Manila Rocco fan, probably a strong word, but um, it was a, a sort of, yeah, I was I followed frustratingly for um, it's about a season and a half. But I, I thought he had a, a, a right good shout um, for the Grand National at one stage as well, but um, he's just completely dropped off the radar. Mm. You know, and, and, yeah, he's he's bounced back now with a couple of um, winter chase wins, hasn't he? Um, to, you know, to sort of put himself in contention for this. He would if he was even a fraction of the horse he was before, um, he'd win this doing handstand. So it's probably worth having. It. What price are you getting just now? About five to one. Um, I think I got on at sixties or sevens. Um, I don't think the price has dropped. I think it's still yeah, around that. So it's also it's got probably going to have Derek O'Connor riding. Yeah, that's um, a huge, huge bonus as well. Yeah, I mean, you're up against guys like David Maxwell and that, um, but there's, it's a no-brainer. Um, Derek O'Connor's a much better jockey. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, what do I have just to wrap us up then? Um, at this, the one I quite like in the Grand Annual um, is a horse called What's Wrong With You from Nicky Anderson's yard. Um, he was running on last year, totally out the back. The, the Grand Annual is a race where you really need, to be, really need to be near the front to have any chance. Um, it tends to be one from the front group that goes on and wins it because they go at a frantic pace and nothing from, from in behind can really catch up with them because it's just a sort of two-mile, um, not to say sprint, but it's, you know, it's, a, it's a dash from the start. And uh, if you get behind, you struggle to keep up. He got behind and finished really well. Um, I think he ended up in seventh. So... They've ran them, they've sort of campaigned them slightly differently this year. I think if they can have him near the front at the start, and he's got every chance 33 to 1 for pretty, pretty big price. I thought for that one, so that's the grand annual, which will be um, the second last race on the Friday. And just to cut and, in there, Paul, on the, sorry, on, yeah. on, on the grand annual, um, yeah, the, the other one, and, and to mention another um, old boy, um, Gino Trail, um, who won quite impressively on Saturday. Um, I, I think, again, I'm, I'm not sure. 
Leicester um, if he's definitely going to go here but they're still kind of 20 and 25 to 1 um, floating around for him it might well be on the, the kind of comeback trail possibly still get a um, you know, is getting on a bit, but um, it was only I think two years ago where he finished a um, a good second. So um, if, um, if if he does go here, in particular if the um, the ground turns up quite soft, then yeah, certainly at, at the current prices, then um, if if he does turn up, he's definitely worth a bet. Yeah, I think I, think, I would agree with you. I think it's really interesting. It looked fantastic at the weekend. Um, going back the years um, and it's a horse a race as you say he's done well on before so if he turns out it'd definitely be a non-runner no bet at this stage yeah. he might that just might have taken too much of him but yeah absolutely um, it's, it's the ideal race for him um, the, what, the other one I've got in a handicap is going back to the Tuesday and the Ultima um, I'm just checking the price here before I commit myself to um, a, a very short price when, <laughs> when I wouldn't necessarily want to um I'm just trying to find the prices for the ultimate. The horse is um, Discorama. Um, so, yeah, you can get 10 to 1 available. So, I think that's still fair enough. Um, mm-hmm. I, thought, I was on the horse um, last year for the National Hunt Chase. Stays um, all day. Um, and it was, it was sort of unlucky on, on that occasion. Um, I think hopefully can make amends um, in this one. So, I, I, a wee bit each way of Discorama is another tip. Um, and I, I think that's about it. Um, as far as I'm concerned, anything else for you guys? Nope, no, that, that sounds good. Yeah, nothing okay. to me either. Excellent. Well, thanks very much for your time and good luck to um, all listeners with their bets for the festival this year. You can find us on Twitter if you've got any questions, queries or whatever. Um, I'm at the voice of value. You'll get Selector Bet and um, the Gambler team on at Gambler. Uh, what is that handle actually? I think it's at Gambler Tips. Um, and check out Mr. Fixit's website as well. There's going to be previews on every race for the festival. Um, I've committed to doing some of that as well, against my better judgment. So, yeah, good luck. Thanks again, guys. And um, we'll see you another time. Cheers, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Cheers, guys. Thank you.